Hey friend, I have a question for you. Do you ever have those days where you feel like you have no energy, you are completely worn down, you just feel like blah? (laughs) I know some of you may feel like that every single day, like you're just trying to make it through the day, every day, your tank is on E every single day. So today, I want to give you six common mistakes that you may be making and not even know that you're making that could be causing your energy levels to be lower than you'd like. And when I say mistakes, some of these are unavoidable. So they're not really like mistakes that you are intentionally doing, but they are common reasons why we have low energy levels and just a few things that we can do about them to help our energy levels get back up. But before we dive into that, I wanted to read this review from Jess. She is an amazing mom in the Smart Productive Mom community, and she says, I randomly found the Productive Moms Toolkit on Facebook, I think, and bought it immediately. That's how I found Lucretia's podcast. I've been trying to find balance as a new mom and the tips and advice Lucretia shares in her podcast has been super helpful, both as ideas I haven't heard before and some reassurance that I'm doing better than I thought I was. I really love how honest and real she is. I highly recommend following her podcast and socials. So that was from Jess. She is so amazing. That was so nice of her. And I wanted to read that to you because I know how hard it can be as a mom trying to keep all of the balls in the air and juggle everything and feeling like we're responsible for everything and everyone. And so I do want to just give you that reassurance that you are doing great. Everything you're doing will work out. You know what's best for your family. So always trust your gut, stand your ground and go with what you believe is right. That's your small dose of extra motivation today. So let's hop into six common mistakes that are making you feel sluggish and worn down. Welcome to the Smart Productive Mom Podcast. My name is Lucretia, and I want to help you be more productive and present without stressing about housework. I'm spilling all the tea on how to take that overwhelm out of motherhood. So let's dive into all the juicy goodness. Most of the time, it's pretty obvious why we have no energy and why we are constantly feeling worn down. And for most of us, it's because we're not getting much sleep or time to ourselves to recharge our battery. So we're constantly feeling tired. We're constantly overwhelmed. We're constantly stressed. And that will really, really tank your energy levels. I do not want that to be the norm anymore for moms. I want us to take pride in making time for ourselves and teaching our little ones that it's okay to do things for yourself that make you happy. It's okay to prioritize your own needs and wants. It's not selfish of you to take care of yourself because at the end of the day, you are a person too. So I want you to start embracing doing things for yourself that help you feel like a human again. From now on, I want you to speak up for your needs and wants and advocate for yourself. And this is probably the nurse coming out in me because as a nurse, we advocate for our patients when we feel like things aren't going right, if they're not getting the care that we believe they deserve, we speak up for them when they can't speak up for themselves or won't speak up for themselves. 
as a mom, you are going to have to advocate for yourselves because it has been ingrained in our brains from generation to generation that you're supposed to put everyone before yourself. And if you do anything for yourself, then that is selfish. You're a terrible mom, blah, blah, blah. That is ending today. I want you to advocate for yourself. I want you to prioritize your needs and wants because being a mom doesn't mean that you no longer matter. It doesn't mean that you need to put all of your hopes and dreams and aspirations on the back burner. It doesn't mean that taking a shower is like your only form of self-care and the only time that you get alone. And just remember that there's no reward for making your life harder than it needs to be. Simplify everything you can make plenty of time for yourself, and always remember that you matter too. And this is so important to me because when I became a mom, I had this idea of what I thought motherhood should look like, and I had to learn to stop comparing myself and doing things that I thought I should be doing because that's what I thought everyone else was doing because you know what? We only get to see what people want us to see. So we don't see the struggles that they're going through that are very similar to what we're going through. People don't usually share that part. They only share their highlight reel. So for us looking in on the outside, it looks like everything is perfect. But in reality, people are having the same exact struggles that we're having and it's just not normalized and we don't talk about it enough. And so that's what I want to stop happening for us moms. I don't want it to be normalized for us to think that we're struggling alone and that everyone else has this motherhood thing mastered. So with that being said, let's hop into the six common mistakes or reasons why you're constantly feeling sluggish, tired, and worn down. Mistake number one is not getting enough sleep. Now this is definitely something that for a lot of us is out of our control as moms, We may have a newborn or a toddler that's still not sleeping through the night. My three-year-old still wakes up once per night usually. And by the time you're hearing this podcast episode, I would have already had our second daughter who, of course, (laughs) will also be waking up during the night. So not getting enough sleep isn't necessarily a mistake. That's why I said they're just reasons why we're feeling tired and sluggish and ran down. But I do want to give you a few solutions to try to help ease the pain of living life with limited sleep. The first thing is to just don't feel guilty about taking a nap and recharging. During the day, since I'm a work from home mom, I make my own schedule and I'm able to take a nap whenever you know my kids take a nap, which my three-year-old does not take a nap anymore. But I can kind of doze off a little bit while she's watching cartoons and just recharge my battery that way. So don't feel guilty about taking a nap. Don't glorify being busy and feel like you need to be going, going, going and doing all of this busy work when you really need to just be taking it easy and letting your body rest. So that's the first tip I have for you about not getting enough sleep. The second tip is to create your own sleep routine. So For some of us, that may mean going to bed later or going to bed earlier. So for us, we like to, my daughter takes her bath around nine o'clock and she's in bed by 9.30 and sleep by usually 10 o'clock at the latest. So for some people, that's really late. I have a friend that her kids are in bed at 6.30. So for us, that completely would not work. So they go to bed at 6.30 in the evening and they're usually up around five in the morning. That is not the type of lifestyle we wanted. And since our lives are different, like her husband gets up and goes to work. So that works for their lifestyle to start the day super early. 
But for us, my husband works from home as well, and we both create our own schedule. So there's no need for us to wake up super early if we don't want to. So that's why it's important to just figure out what type of sleep routine works for your family. Don't think that you need to have your kids in bed by a certain time because that's what everyone else is doing or that's what sleep expert so-and-so says. Do whatever works for your family and don't feel guilty about having a later bedtime than you feel like everyone else has because there's plenty of us moms out there that make our own sleep routine and go to bed way later than the norm and that's what works for us. And another way to get a little bit more sleep so you're not feeling so sluggish and tired is to either sleep train or co-sleep. And I know this is like a hot topic issue, but again, don't feel guilty for whatever you decide to do. We are a co-sleeping family. We've always been a co-sleeping family and that is what works for us. I wake up most days feeling well-rested even when my daughter was a newborn because we she slept right next to me and it was so much easier to feed her and I didn't have to worry about getting out of bed and that is what worked for us and I don't feel guilty about it at all. So don't let anyone guilt you into thinking you need to sleep train or you should be doing something a certain way and that'll help you guys sleep better. Do whatever you feel is right for your family and stand your ground. All right, so reason number two why you might be tired, sluggish, worn down is because you don't know that you have a vitamin deficiency or you may have a medical condition which has a side effect of fatigue, which causes you to be tired. So I have anemia and vitamin D deficiency, and that makes me very tired when my levels drop too low. And so that I have to stay on top of my vitamins and make sure that I'm getting them checked regularly because I can tell whenever I'm getting anemic because I get really, really cold and I just have no energy to get anything done. So if you feel like you may have some type of vitamin deficiency or a medical condition, make sure you see your doctor and advocate for yourself. And I hate to say this because I am part of the medical field, but I've seen plenty of doctors just blow their patients' concerns off, make it no big deal, and they don't do the testing or look into the issue as much as they should. And during those situations, that is when you have to really step up get a second opinion or keep going back until you get the action that you are requesting. An example of that is whenever I was breastfeeding my daughter, we had thrush and I knew it was thrush and I kept telling my doctor what it was and you know, they're checking me for mastitis and giving me all of this other stuff and I had to go back to the doctor like six different times before I finally got our medication that we needed to get rid of the thrush. And by that time, it was so bad that instead of the regular seven or 14 day treatment, we had to take the medicine, both me and my daughter, we had to take the medicine for like an entire month to get rid of it because that's how long it took them to finally listen to me when I kept telling them, I like, I already knew what it was. Just give me the medication. But they have their own way of thinking and I just had to keep going back, advocating for myself and letting them know like, hey, this medicine you're giving us isn't working. Can you give us something else? We need something else. Like I had to keep doing that over and over again, advocating for myself, advocating for my daughter so that we could finally get the medication we needed to finally get rid of the thrush. So definitely keep going back. If you feel like you're being annoying, great. (laughs) 
you want them to be annoyed so they will finally take you seriously. And if all else fails, go somewhere else and definitely keep seeking treatment. Do not give up on yourself. All right, let's move into reason number three why you may feel like you have no energy and that is because of dun, 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 an unhealthy diet. <laughs> we all know that we should be eating healthy, but easier said than done for most of us. And I know that I go through phases of where I eat pretty healthy and then I start eating really unhealthy again and I can tell the difference in my body. I feel so much more sluggish. I have no energy. I'm laying on the couch most of the day. I'm scrolling through Facebook. Whenever I eat unhealthy, I can definitely tell the difference in my body. And so if you want to start eating healthier, the way that I approach it is I don't look at what I'm going to take out of my diet. I prefer to look at what I'm going to add to my diet. So start adding healthy options rather than depriving yourself of the foods that you want. So instead of saying, I'm not going to eat bread anymore, I just say, I'm going to eat an orange every day. So I'm going to add in a fruit every day. So I'm still going to eat my bread, but I'm going to add in an orange or some type of fruit to eat every day as well. So I'm not worrying about what I'm taking out of my diet. I'm adding in more healthy foods to my diet. Okay, and so reason number four, why you may have no energy, and we are gonna talk about this one for a little bit because I know this is a tough one to break or a tough one to cut back on, and that is too much coffee. Caffeine can lead to dehydration and blood sugar spikes. And that is going to cause you to be more tired. So it seems like the coffee, it's going to keep you awake for a little bit, but you're going to crash and you are going to need to rest anyways. So why not just skip that and rest if you can? And I know that's not possible for everyone, but I know a lot of my audience is work from home moms or stay at home moms. So it is possible for a lot of us to build in more rest into our day so we're not loading up on all of this coffee. And I wanted to give you a quote from Dr. Seth Blackshaw. He is a neuroscientist at John Hopkins University. And he says, once caffeine wears off, you get a very high level of sleep pressure. And so I wanna describe to you what sleep pressure is. So just think of your sleep as a thermometer. So it gets all the way to the top, it's 100%. That's when you need to rest. And when you rest, it goes back down to say like 10%. Okay, whenever you wake up in the morning, you're still tired. So let's say your sleep pressure is at about 70%, like you're really tired. You drink your coffee, you get that boost of caffeine, and your sleep pressure drops down to, let's say, 10%. So now you're like, okay, cool, I can do this, I gotta do this, I gotta clean, I have kids to take care of. So you're able to go, go, go. But as you're going throughout the day, that sleep pressure is building back up as that caffeine is wearing out of your body. And so the only way to relieve and reset your elevated level of sleep pressure is, guess what, with sleep. <laughs> so now this is according to the neuroscientists at Johns Hopkins University. The only way to relieve an elevated level of sleep pressure is with sleep. So the caffeine in your coffee is just kind of holding you over until you're able to get sleep, which honestly is making you more tired. So the solution for this is to start working on drinking less coffee throughout the day and let your body function how it's supposed to. Whenever you're 
filling up on caffeine, it's inevitable that you're going to crash. So just let your body do what it needs to do. If you're tired, figure out how to build more rest into your day. And I want to emphasize that we are not glorifying being busy anymore. We are not glorifying hustle culture where we're constantly going and just doing random tasks. What we're focused on is doing less but accomplishing more. So fewer tasks that have the most impact on your day. And that way you will have time to rest because you're not constantly going, 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 doing all of these random things and then feeling defeated, overwhelmed at the end of the day and exhausted every day because you're constantly going. I want you to focus on the highest impact task that will have the most effect on your day and focus on those, go all in on those, and then you can rest. And that is why you would need less coffee because you are making time for your body to recover naturally. All right, so let's move into reason number five, why you may be feeling sluggish, tired, no energy, just fill and blah. And that is because you are not exercising. Exercise has been proven to boost your mood. I can tell whenever I am slacking off on my exercising or just kind of being more lazy in general that I'm more tired when I don't exercise. And here's the kicker. You need to create energy in order to have energy. So if you're just laying around all day, well, it's no wonder you feel tired because you're not creating any energy for your body to use. So a body in motion stays in motion. And yes, we are incorporating more rest into our day, but we also want to make sure that we're moving around and giving our body the chance to produce energy for us to use. And a good way that you can get started with moving around more without exercising is to use temptation bundling. And this is whenever you pair a task that you don't want to do with the task you do want to do. So if you would rather be laying on the couch watching Netflix, but you need to be putting away the laundry, you are going to bundle those tasks together. So you can watch Netflix while you put away the laundry. And this will help you. And I know some people may sit to (laughs) put away the laundry, but I use the no fold laundry method, which I talked about on episode 32, which was just last week. So go ahead and listen to that after this if you want to simplify your laundry routine, but that is a way that I am able to start moving around and pairing something I don't wanna do with something I do want to do. Another way to do this is if you need to wash the dishes and you want to listen to a podcast episode, hey, hey, (laughs) you can listen to the podcast episode while you wash the dishes. So you're pairing something you don't want to do with something you do want to do. And that's helping you get a little more motivated to do things. And it's also increasing your energy levels because once you start moving around and taking action, that is what leads to motivation. So a lot of people think I am going to just sit here and eventually I'll feel motivated to do something. That's not how it works. Once you start taking action, then you feel motivated to keep taking action. So get up off the couch, figure out something that you have been procrastinating on that you don't want to do, pair it with something that you would rather be doing. And once you get moving, it'll be easier to create that energy and increase your energy levels. Okay, and reason number six why you may be feeling sluggish and have no energy is because you are under too much stress. 
So stress has so many negative effects on the body from weight gain or weight loss, acne, stomach issues, headaches. Like there is a laundry list of reasons why we need to learn how to manage our stress. And the first thing I want you to do if you are feeling like you're just have a lot on your plate is to identify the cause of the stress. Acknowledge your situation and come up with ways to improve it. So if you're feeling like cleaning is causing you a lot of stress, you can't keep up. First of all, I have the Productive Moms Toolkit, which will help you spend less time cooking and cleaning so you can spend more time with your family and making those precious memories that you'll never be able to get back. I mean, your kids are only this age one time. So the Productive Moms Toolkit will help you create systems and routines so you can keep up with the cooking, cleaning, laundry, all of that good stuff. And you will still have plenty of time for your family to watch them grow and enjoy every second with your kids. I want you to identify the cause of why you are feeling stressed and figure out how we can improve it. So a few common ways to improve your stress levels are by planning ahead. Whenever you don't plan ahead, you are in a reactive state. When you're in a reactive state, you feel like you're not in control because everything is happening at the last minute and it feels like you have to do it right now. So whenever you wait to wash the dishes and then you need to cook dinner, it's like I have to wash the dishes right now or I won't have any clean dishes to cook dinner with. So that is gonna make you feel like you have no control over when you clean your kitchen because you have to do it now, you've waited to the last minute. But if you were to plan ahead and clean the kitchen first thing in the morning, well now you're not worried about it all day and it's not in the back of your head making you feel stressed because overwhelm comes from thinking. Whenever we think about what needs to be done, that is when we feel overwhelmed. And so the way to get out of overwhelm is to take action. And whenever you're planning ahead, I don't want you to make a big long to-do list of all of these random tasks. Again, like I said earlier, we want less on our list so we can accomplish more. We want to have the greatest impact with the least amount of effort. So whenever you're making your list of what you need to get done, keep it very simple, maybe like three tasks. One is even fine, but just make it your most important task that you really, really have been putting off and really want to get done. Another cause of too much stress could be poor communication. And this could be like with your marriage, if your husband brings home a pizza and you've spent two hours cooking dinner. Okay, now you're irritated, you're stressed out. You're like, I just made all of this food. And of course the kids are gonna want the freaking pizza, <laughs> right? So now you're like really stressed, you're upset with him, but there was no communication. He didn't know you were cooking. You didn't know he was bringing pizza and that you could have been chilling on the couch for two hours instead of in there making this nice meal. So communicate with whoever, communicate with your spouse, communicate with your partner, communicate with your kids. This is a huge one. I think we have way too high expectations of our kids and we expect them to just know these things that they're supposed to do without even really explaining it to them or detailing how they're supposed to do things. I know for some of us growing up, it was viewed as disrespectful to try to express your emotions and your feelings. You were just supposed to suck it up and go with the flow and just do whatever you're told to do. And we 
didn't learn how to properly communicate. And now we are keeping that cycle going and teaching our kids inadvertently, probably most likely that it's not okay to express yourself because that's disrespectful. And I know that I've been working hard on trying to let my daughter express herself and teaching her how to express herself in a way that is more acceptable. Like whenever she gets mad, I'm trying to teach her, okay, I understand that you're mad. Being mad is okay, but you can't throw your shoes at the door. You can't throw things when you get mad, okay? Just tell me how you're feeling. And that can be difficult for a three-year-old. But we are working on it and she is learning how to use this vocabulary, this brilliant vocabulary. And it's amazing to watch and it's amazing to experience because you're getting to see your child just develop into this person that can communicate and express themselves in such a positive way instead of just going straight to anger. So it's amazing to see that. It's amazing to witness it and be a part of the experience of teaching healthy communication from an early age, even though most of us probably weren't taught how to communicate in a healthy way. It's a work in progress and definitely don't be too hard on yourself. If you feel like you're failing in this department or you want to do better in this department, but you get so frustrated, That's, again, why planning ahead and trying to implement these other strategies to increase your energy levels will have an amazing impact on you because whenever you feel like you have the energy, your mood will be boosted, which means that you are more patient because you are happier and your kids deserve a happy mom. So we are all a work in progress. We're all working on ourselves to be better for ourselves and our family. So whenever you're feeling stressed, the first thing I want you to do is identify the cause, identify what action you are taking or aren't taking that is causing you so much stress, acknowledge that situation and figure out ways to improve it. Okay, so those were the six reasons why you may be feeling like you have no energy, sluggish, worn down, and I'll go through them again for you. So number one was you're not getting enough sleep. Number two is you don't know that you have a vitamin deficiency or medical condition. Number three is an unhealthy diet. Number four is too much coffee. Number five is not exercising. And number six is too much stress. So definitely start being aware of your energy levels and see how you can improve them or how you can work with your body because unfortunately, We can't just stop and rest. So start being more mindful of your body. Start being more mindful of your energy levels and seeing what you can do to simplify your day-to-day routine. Remember, there is no reward for making your life more difficult than it needs to be. So we are in the process of simplifying. That is what I want you to focus on. How can I simplify this task? Whenever you're doing anything, figure out a way you can simplify that task. Just like with laundry on last week's episode, I was completely tired and overwhelmed. I was always behind on the laundry, so I found a way to simplify it, and now I have a routine that works for us, and I'm able to get the laundry done way more faster than if I was folding everyone's laundry. So whenever you're doing something, always be searching for ways to simplify that process. 
And hopefully after listening to this, you're feeling more energized. You're ready to go tackle some things. So I will see you on next week's episode. Thank you so much for listening to the Smart Productive Mom podcast. If you found this information helpful, please leave a written review so more moms can find this show. And if you want to connect with the super moms in this community, come hang out with us in the Smart Productive Mom Facebook group. I can't wait to connect with you. See you there.